Welcome to the Career Cast podcast, a show about professional journeys and the wealth of options the 21st century has to offer. Each week we speak to budding artists, entrepreneurs, models and more to understand just how they pursued their passions and made it a sustainable career. The Career Cast was created to help you find your next big move or even channel a passion project into a full-time career. No matter what your interest, we are sure you'll find a valuable lesson from our diverse group of guests. What is life if not but a series of lessons? Whether it's at work, with friends, or even while reading a good book, there's always something you can learn from every experience. Even subconsciously, we learn lessons every day. That's not the hard part. The hard part is putting it in practice. And more often than not, we're so overwhelmed by the world around us, we actively forget to practice what we learn. Sometimes though, the learning is so great, you can't help but take notice. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Hello and welcome to the CareerCast podcast. My name is Srivats Lakshman and I'm here to help you dive into the modern world of work, careers and life. Our topic for this week is putting your lessons into practice. For the more voracious consumers of knowledge, you'll know there are plenty ways to do this. From flashcards to diaries and post-it notes to conversations with friends, we all have different ways of learning and sharing what we learn. Take, for example, the career cast itself. I know I've learned a lot from every single episode and I'm sure many of our frequent listeners would have too. It's been so inspirational and insightful and that's exactly what we hope to continue with today. Today, we're going to talk to someone who's put his own personal experience into a lot of practice and really transformed the way he works and lives today. We have with us on the show Evan Gassman, who is a 17-year-old high school student in Ohio, the USA. However, he's no ordinary 17-year-old. At 17, Evan is an entrepreneur and self-taught developer, and there's quite a lot to unpack when it comes to his story. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for the introduction. Um, before I say anything, I would just like to mention that what I talk about is nothing more than my opinions and personal experiences, and not everyone may agree with my stances on the issues. So as you mentioned, I am a self-taught developer. I started teaching myself general web programming uh, in fourth grade. I started learning with HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, just the basics. Um, I didn't go to any classes or anything. I did everything with the internet. I read articles, blog articles. I watched YouTube videos. Um, and I just kept on trying to learn as much as I could at a young age so I could like boost myself forward when I got older. Um, so the first things I actually made with programming were just basic websites. Um, I started when in middle school, I made my own little gaming website that I shared with classmates. We had little games on it. Um, that was my first like major project. Um, I think I enjoy programming so much because of its ability to allow me to create some awesome solutions to problems. Um, as I got older, um, especially like around sixth grade, I was really inspired by businesses, specifically technology businesses like Microsoft and Apple. Uh, I got inspirational inspiration from the people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. And I was so intrigued about how people could just create products, share them with the world and start like a whole empire based on their creations. Um, so my company is called Gibabyte. It was formed during sophomore year in high school. I formed it when I was 16. Gibabyte is a technology company that has many companies below it that do different things. Um, 
right now, most of Gigabyte software and uh, programming that we do is actually private. But but in the near future, we do want to like release it, like modified versions of the software to other companies who want to use it to run their businesses as well. So moving into the future, um, I plan to just keep working on my brands and my personal image. I think personal image is just as important as my brand as I want to like keep my personal brand out there and I want to always work on myself. Um, I have some really big dreams for what I want to do in my future. I'm still young right now, but I really want to help like change the world and inspire humanity. And I love the ability to freely invent and create. Right, that's, that's well said, Evan. And I love how you were, uh, you know, very humble about being the fact that, yes, I'm young and I've still got a long way to go. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a great way to start it because, you know, a lot of, even though you're not someone with a lot of experience behind you, uh, I think a lot of who you are and what you are today can be traced back time, uh, back to that start, short stint you had at McDonald's, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, there's no shortage of news stories about poor labor practices, especially when you've got companies like McDonald's, Amazon, and Uber. So I don't want to hear about that, but let's just get a quick gist of your personal experience, what you learned from there, and what was it like? Um, I learned, honestly, how corrupt the real world can be, because when I was young, before I ever had any experience in the workforce, even at school, I was always taught that basically hard work, hard work is always rewarded. But it turns out in most cases, that's not always true because from what I experienced and what I know others experience, a lot of times hard work isn't even rewarded anymore in this country. So I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but in, from what I see in America, at least a lot of these business owners aren't being, aren't treating people how they should be treated. And that's very concerning. So yeah, when I first started at McDonald's, which was owned by Seek Free Enterprises, it was very mediocre. It was okay. Like I was really young and I didn't know what a lot was going on. I stayed there for about three years, but eventually as, as the first couple of months passed, I started to realize how toxic the environment actually was. Um, the managers would yell at people constantly, call them names, use vulgar language. Um, they would smoke weed, do cocaine on their shifts. It was just really not a good environment, especially for children. Um, they had favorites. They'd treat certain people differently. They wouldn't pay people fairly. They paid people differently. Overall, it was just really not a good environment. And um, looking back on it, I should have got out of it a lot earlier. Um, the crew at the, the place would often do a lot of the hard work when the managers who got paid salaries would sit in the back and talk about other people and make them feel self-conscious about themselves and just belittle them constantly. Uh, I was just, I went above and beyond to make sure everyone was happy and that I did the best of the job I could because I did at first want the company to thrive because I felt like I was a part of the team. I felt like that I could actually bring a lot to the company, but it turns out they didn't have that respect back towards me. Um, so also alongside just the, the managers treating the employees not so well, we were also asked to do very questionable things such as rubbing off expiration dates of children's milk and apple slices because the company wanted to make sure that they could make profit and they, they put children at risk by making us like expired milk is really not good, especially for younger children, stuff like that. We should not be like giving that out, but they made us rub off expiration dates as part of our job and um, just give them to the customers because they were more worried about money than the health of, you know, people. Um, yeah, this is really just scratching the surface too of what went on there. there. It was, it was quite a lot. And looking back on it, like the more I look back on it, the more crazier it is. And, um, it, it's just really, it's really kind of sick to be honest. Um, 
on a positive note though i'm actually kind of glad in a way this experience happened in a weird way because it opened my eyes to so, like see how what the problem is how employers are treating their employees and i want to make sure that i never treat anyone like that well, that's a very difficult story to tell in a lot of ways and i know for a fact that a lot of people don't really come out and and say these things uh, because obviously you don't want to get into trouble and I know it's very easy to get into some legal troubles in the US. So thanks for sharing that, Evan. Yeah. Um, and as you were just saying, and you know what, what you were telling me, it's it's a very similar story playing out almost everywhere today. Whether you look at Amazon, at Uber, uh, you know, Postmates in the US, you have all these companies, and the bottom line is just all they care about is profitability. And especially with the economic condition in the United States right now, I'm just wondering will Will there ever come a recognition or a time you think when they're gonna put corporate profits aside just a little bit and ensure that the employees are treated better? Do you ever feel like that's something that can happen? I really hope it does happen. Um, with my situation, what I think is that a lot of these companies do this is because they get away with it. There's not a lot of leg- legislation and laws that prohibit them from doing it. And in the the way, the, even though this is very sick, the way I think about it is it's a lot easier to be mean and like neglect someone than actually sit there and care for someone. And these co- companies don't would rather just worry about the money and rather than care about their employees. But the thing is, without your employees, the company wouldn't exist. There would be no company. They're the exactly. backbone of the company, which I'd never, I'd never understand like why they treat them this way. But there's not a lot you could do, especially in my situation um, at McDonald's. We could never do like a walkout or anything because uh, these people who work there like already had a rough life. Like they weren't had the best life and they they barely made enough to live. So if they if the walkout went bad and like it backfired against them, like they're they're screwed. They have nowhere to go. They'll have no job. They'll be homeless. Like there's nothing they could do. So it'd be hard to do like any action like that. Um, Right. I, I did want to sue them, but in Ohio, where I live, there's a very limited protection for employees when it comes to, like, that kind of emotional abuse. Um, that is something I'm looking to change. I do want to contact local, like, legislators and um, representatives for the state and see if we can get some kind of law to make sure that employees can be more respected at their workplaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so since I couldn't sue or get, like, um, any compensation for what happened, uh, I'm actually sharing my story more with the world, like on this podcast I am right now. And I'm also writing a memoir with the help of Matthew Hollis Damon, who is also a known author. So this is another topic. Uh, Eventually, as of January last year, Siegfried Enterprises, they did retire and they sold all of their stores to Jason Payne, which at first I was very happy. And I was like, oh, finally, people are going to get a better work environment. People are going to finally get like the money and stuff they deserve. But it turns out, Jason got mostly everything from his parents. He came mm-hmm. from a very privileged family and didn't work for things a lot, which I'm only reason I mentioning this is because I have a feeling and there's like a correlation between business owners who get everything from their parents and business owners who don't get everything from their parents. I feel like the people who get spoiled by their parents have a tendency to treat their employees worse because they don't know what it's like to not have this security and have this privilege. Um, I personally think that especially small businesses, the smaller the business is, usually the better they treat their employees. The bigger you get, it's just they're just it just gets worse in most cases. Yeah, I mean, so, when you said that, I could only think of Donald Trump. You know, all the money he made from his dad and <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, 
moving on i think we've we've set the stage well for the learning that you had and now let's talk about putting those learnings into practice now as you told us earlier in the introduction you are now a business owner so you have plenty of employees you have people working with you and under you um so i i guess let's just start there and talk about that right can you tell us how the mcdonald's experience kind of informed the way you manage your employees and what kind of benefits they get or just how they're treated um sophomore year i created the uh, app which was a mass online resource managing management game um that was the first main venture of gigabyte and it was like the starting point to the company uh it actually is not open right right now to the public we're planning to relaunch it later this year um but yeah it was it was pretty it was decently popular um it was a new concept it was like a text adventure slash resource management management game it was pretty interesting So um our main business right now is called Ignite Marketplace. Ignite Marketplace is a company that sells and licenses stock media. So what that means is we hire artists and um digital like asset creators from all around the world and with those products like an assets they make the artwork, uh, illustrations, whatever it may be, we take that and we'll license it to companies who want to use it in their marketing or just like in whatever project they want. So say we'll have um someone from France make a illustration about like maybe like a forest or something. We can take this forest illustration like printed on notebooks, printed on like cards, whatever whatever the the client may want and we can um license that to them so they can make money off of it. Um another thing I having have a lot of experience in is importing goods from other countries. Knight Apparel is also another one of uh, Gibbets brands and with this company it's it's a leather goods company. um and some like clothing garments so we import a lot of leather from india and kolkata um and we get them imported into the united states and we resell the products here for profit so um for gibbabyte every, all of our employees as of right now they work online cuz we get people from all around the world and i think it's just a lot easier to work online in general um i do eventually want to start an office here locally um but i'm just not at that point yet so Siegfried Enterprises and McDonald's has taught me that I should always have respect for my employees and I always make sure that their work is valued and that they feel welcome because without them my company would be nothing they they do all the work I'm not an artist my artists are artists they without the, without their art we'd not be making profit uh, the only reason I would I do I just manage and make sure everything goes smoothly and everyone's getting along um I actually give out my personal phone number to everyone who works with us just in case if they have any issues they can easily contact me I hate it when big businesses and just business in general don't let their employees talk to them because that's that's the whole point your employee should be able to talk to you if there's an issue they shouldn't be some like weird like it shouldn't take months to even get to get in contact with the owner which is the case with a lot of businesses um so like I was saying most of my employees work online and they get paid some get paid by the hour but some are also like on contracts to get paid like differently um so they can work basically whenever they want like i don't really care as long as we like meet deadlines like if you just like don't want to work one day you don't have to log into the website and work you can just like whenever you want to make some money just get on and work it's like completely up to them um as my business grows i also adjust uh what people get paid like if i make more money i'm going to adjust what my other people like the people my employees make too just cuz i feel like that's a lot more fair um because my employees i mean my my company is only growing because of them uh respect should be a two-way street too uh like i should respect the employee and the employee should respect the boss i think that's how it always should be and another thing is 
I always will have my employees back when it comes to customers. If the client is just being awfully rude to their employees, I'm not going to just automatically take the customer side. There needs to be respect between the customer and the employees too. I think that's also very important because especially in America, that is also an issue when it comes to fast food and uh, like minimum wage jobs like that. People, customers think they can treat people who are, however they want. But if, if I have to defend an employee, I'd rather much do that than make a few extra dollars, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a very rare um, approach to have to a business. But then also, I guess I have to ask from the other side, you know, how do you ensure the viability of your business with these kind of practices? Because as, while they're great, and I think they should be widely adopted, I think we live in a society where capitalism is is kind of the thing now and there's no way we can change that. So if you ever had to kind of put yourself in a situation where your employees um, had to make some extra money, that would affect your profitability and revenue and, you know, things like putting future business plans in place. Would you then have to reconsider or would you say that, no, I'm very clear that this is the only way I'm going to operate. I'm not thinking of anything else. Um. So with my business, I'm happy as long as it's sustainable. I don't want to be like a multi-billionaire, multi-millionaire. As long as I can like sustain a business, live a good life, my employees can live a good life, we can all be happy, then I'm fine with it. Um, like Gigabyte has very advanced technology with AI. So if like anything starts like dropping in numbers, like profits or anything, I'll know like almost immediately. And there's so much stuff I can do, so much things I can tweak slightly that won't make a big difference to our employees that we can easily do that will probably change the outcome. So I just do a lot of data analysis and I look at everything very closely and I try to like just make sure everything is good enough and that if anything ever does happen, like we start losing money, there's things I can do to change it that won't drastically affect the employees. Right now, um, the, nothing I have in place really impacts profit. Like allowing these employees to work whenever they want and like we get to log on to the panel whenever they want, it they, they still like almost log on every day. Like it's not like they actually seem more happy and willing to do the work than being like forced to work. And another right. thing is this happened at McDonald's. Uh, if an employee is sick, like I would never be bothered over that because a lot of businesses get really upset when their employees are sick and like mm. that they have illnesses. And I find it so disturbing because pe- these employees have their own issues, their own life, their whole life. It doesn't revolve around your business. They're people too. Indeed. And I think yeah, that's a big challenge. And it kind of leads well to the next question I wanted to ask about because, you know, I, I, as someone who does a lot of reading and writing on, on employee happiness, satisfaction, things like that, there's so much uh, studies and articles, journal entries, and all of this information out there that says that, you know, there is a direct correlation between employee satisfaction and productivity. It's very clear. The happier your employees are, the more productive they will be. And obviously, that's going to have a positive impact on profitability. But for some reason, labor practices still tend to be so predatory. So I'm just wondering, why do you think that is? Um, Like I was saying earlier, just there just isn't a lot of legislation that stops them from doing it they get away with it so of course they're gonna do it a lot of these business owners just want more and more money they they get a little bit of money and then they're just like, oh i love this i love living this and they just want more and more and it just never stops um for the few laws that do exist when it comes to like emotional abuse and um like discrimination in the workplace a lot of them are hard to claim on like in court there's they're very hard to actually get money from they're not because especially a lot with these big businesses these big businesses basically have like a i want to say partnership but like a partnership with the state because they bring in so much tax dollars to the state and everything so the state will obviously be on their more on their side when it comes to these issues because 
if one person is just complaining or a couple people are just complaining, they're not going to just punish a business because they, because a couple, because like a few people are, they'd rather, basically the state would also be more worried about the tax money anyway. So it's hard to actually claim on these issues. That is, that is true. And I think that also leads me to another interesting thought now that when you've explained how your business works and how your employees are treated, I think post pandemic, we've certainly seen this greater push towards remote working and things like the four day work week coming in. Um, So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Like, obviously it's not a one size fits all solution. I think some companies can adopt, some companies can't. Uh, But what do you think in general about things like working four days a week or remote working? Do you feel like as a whole, the economy should be moving towards uh, things like that? Or do you feel like, no, there's still a case where you need to go into an office and you need to come in five, six days in a week? Um, like you were saying, I think it depends on the business. Um, I also depends on what the people are getting paid and depends if the employees are okay with it and if they're actually happy. Like I said, for my case, everything's remote. Um, my employees can basically work whenever they want. And even when I get an office, I still think that people are just going to be like coming in whenever they want and work and get paid for the hours they work just so they don't have to, like, I don't, I don't really like the idea of scheduling. Um, personally, I know that's quite different because I know like mostly every business like schedule their employees, but I think I can make it work without having like a strict schedule just because of my market. But um, yeah, I think four day work weeks are great things. Um, it works for some great, it works for some businesses very well, but others it won't. I think if the business can do it and they can, it will be, it won't like be too de- detrimental to their like profits or anything like that, then they should definitely consider it. Right. I know a lot of countries in Europe, like Germany, do it, um, and they seem to be doing pretty well with their economy. So, right. I mean, that is, it's an interesting take. I think it's a very interesting argument that I know I definitely want to read more about and see what happens with. But anyway, let's switch it up. And, uh, you know, now let's talk about the lessons you learned on your own that are not related to your business. But, you know, from the idea of running a business to coding, these are things that you entirely on your own as you mentioned earlier you said that you know i didn't really have anyone teaching me i just got online i saw some youtube videos and did some courses and whatever so i guess i just want to wonder what are your thoughts on education and going to a university getting degree do you think these things are still important and valid today or do you think the route you took is something that most people can opt for and it would be more viable for them i think it definitely depends on the person um some people a lot of people can confuse education with intelligence and like vice versa i think there are two different concepts just because you have a degree in something doesn't mean you're like an expert and that doesn't make it doesn't make you smarter and just because you don't have a degree in something doesn't make it so you don't know anything about it and that's something i see a lot especially when it comes to like certain fields um like me personally in high school i'm not like a straight a student or anything i get i get b's and sometimes like c's once in a while um that's because i don't try hard enough um, just because people think, especially in like in America, the education system is so is so different. People think that just because you have A's, you're super smart. But there's a lot of factors that actually affect your grades, like your home life, your your economic status, um, just like how much actually effort you put into it. There's so many different factors, and people just always jump to intelligence when it comes to stuff like that. And it's I very I disagree with it strongly. Um, yeah, so some people should go to a university def- definitely for like certain like trades. Like if you have, if you're like dead set on being like a lawyer and um, you don't like want to start your own business, I think definitely going to university would be a good idea. But for people who are more like want, want to be more creative and like want to invent, I don't think that going to a university, university is necessarily 
uh, something that they have to do, especially because like if even if I were to go to university, which I still don't know if I am, I would only be going just for like the background because anything that they're probably going to teach me, I probably already know just because from all the, the stuff I've done on my on my own. Right. Well, I think see, having this conversation with you, I've realized that there's a lot of societal issues clearly and a lot of it we just don't even bother to address. We're like, it's a problem. It's going to remain a problem whether that's the way the economy works, whether that's the way employees are treated or the education system. So interesting commentary on that. And I think just to close up, I'd like to get your final thoughts on how people can better put the lessons they learn in their daily life into practice. Now, like I mentioned in my introduction, it, it could be something as simple as you read something or you read a news article, it might give you a learning or you might have had an experience you learned something from. A lot of these things happen to us every day. We're constantly learning, right? So what do you think would be the best way for people to put these lessons into practice and ensure that they actually lead more productive lives? Um, I would just constantly like practice uh, and like subconsciously think about these lessons because you actually have to understand these lessons like to actually put them in your life and use them. You have to understand the benefits of them and how they'll actually help you with your career and your future. Um, I think having strong morals and beliefs is very important. A lot of people these days seem like they just believe everything they he- they hear and they can't think for themselves. And I find that very concerning. So people should always go to themselves first, think through something. Don't just listen to what others say. Always don't like let a crowd mentality influence the way you think. Always, um, if there's an issue with something, always go through it in your head. See what you actually think as an individual rather than just going with what everyone else thinks. Great. Wow, Evan, thanks. I think you've, you've wrapped up everything very nicely. And I think that certainly you've given us a very interesting look at your the way our life in America is, but also, you know, the way you can turn something so negative into something really positive. Um, so before we do close, is there anything else you'd like to say that we might not have talked about? Um, I don't think so. I think that we covered a lot of topics when it comes to um, employment and just like what I what I think on certain issues. Great. Well, then, thank you for your time and all the best for the future. And I really hope that you can put some of these ambitious plans that you talked to me, talked to with us about into practice and really wish all the best for you. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Career Cast. If you loved what you heard, please don't forget to share it with your friends, family, colleagues, or anyone else you know. You never know who might need the dose of inspiration. Please also remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date with all of our latest episodes and previews of the shows to come. Thank you for tuning in once again.